very simple one word tapi pakai pakai mm. i didn't hear it but mm. it, that it was that feeling that was yeah. that feeling pakai and i was like whoa and then i i cried mm. i cried because it, i i don't know how to explain it tapi my heart felt macam kena peluk mm. macam kena peluk like so like hugging and and to feel it at your extremities mm. you know i'm like what is this Like macam rasa sayang, rasa love, rasa peace. Ah, such a beautiful feeling at all. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Good Life Podcast with me, Mizi Wahid. I would like to thank all of you for always listening, for always sharing your favorite episodes with us. It really means a lot to me and my co-host Noor that you are and um a, a fan of our show you know something that we started ever so casually but we were very clear about our goals who we want to help with and the kind of guests that we want to bring into our show and we are so honored to have you as our listener thank you for bringing us to work bringing us back home <laughs> thank you for bringing us even on your own holiday uh we know this because you tell us and you share with us and you tag us on social media please continue to do that we really and truly appreciate it it gives us the drive and the energy to keep doing what we love all right so today i have a very special guest with me i am recording here in kuala lumpur malaysia um this is i think what the third time i'm recording here uh, <laughs> uh and today we have a very special guest um she is uh tv actress she is a movie star she is a uh, mother of two beautiful children whom i have met and i've played with <laughs> um she is an advocate for children and and any issues relating to children supporting them um she is an inspiring figure and i am so honored to welcome to this episode Lisa Surihani. The honor is mine, Ustad. <laughs> Assalamualaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you so much for having me. I mean like it's um I'm so happy because like I've always wanted to come here. Mm-hmm. We're in Dops by the way. Yes. And like I've always wanted to come here. Um um this company is, you know, um founded by my good friends, you know, and um it, they have done amazing work. They have content that goes out to the public in masses. Dawa quality videos yes. that that was unheard of before this. Yeah, and and mm. being friends with them, I know it stems from a good place. And yes. like, when I'm, I feel like like um, I I I wish hopefully in the future we get ch- um chances and rezeki to work together a yes. lot more. You, you know, know what? I'm actually in talks with them to set Ooh. up something here. Ooh, okay, um, all right. So now that you said that, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna loop you in. Okay. Oh yay! So um today we have a few things that we actually want to talk about. We mm-hmm. want to talk about gratitude, we want to talk about forgiveness. We also want to talk about the art of surrendering and letting go. Right. Um these are conversations that you and I had uh, yes. um, recently and you know I thought you know Lisa are you free <laughs> to join me for this podcast, a humble podcast and she said yes. Okay, so wonderful. Thank you for sparing your time uh with me today. Um Thank of course this is having me no really. Problem. Um so These are actually very big topics. I mm. think some people may look at it right. Say, you know, gratitude is like ah, oh, this is a very simple thing. What just say Alhamdulillah, you're grateful, right? Mm. When someone says, since you were young, when you were taught to be grateful, remember say Alhamdulillah, right? Mm-mm, Maybe right. some of our classes when you attended religious classes when we were young, mm. like whenever it's about oh, bersyukur is always like say Alhamdulillah, say it a hundred times, say it. Mm-mm. But 
whether or not we actually internalized it is another thing altogether. That's true. I think life then teaches us when we go through difficult moments and then everything becomes okay again, then when we say Alhamdulillah, it actually means something. Right. right? It actually means something. So I have a class uh, called Salat Immersion. So Salat Immersion is a class where we teach people how to attain khushu in prayer. Okay. Which is very tough. It's not easy, by the way. You don't you, say. You, you, don't, you don't get it by the end of the workshop or the class. You don't, you don't immediately right. achieve it, but you need to practice it. Mm. One of the things I teach them is that they need to understand what they read in prayer. Mm. So, for example, we start with Al-Fatiha because everybody needs Al-Fatiha in their prayer. Right. And when I teach them about Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, the first verse, mm. right? Or according to Shafi'i's second verse, Alhamdulillah Rabbil, all praise be to the Lord of the universe. And they say this all the time. But almost everybody has never actually attached it to any emotion, mm. any feeling. Yep. Like I tell them, can, could you like read Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen and then just close your eyes and imagine what were you grateful for today? Just today. Mm. Nothing much. And then they're like, hmm. Suddenly now, when they start practicing it, they realize that reading Al-Fatiha and doing prayer now has a lot more meaning to me. Mm. And I guess that's where we want to, you know, try to move gratitude towards. So I want to ask you, like, okay. have you struggled with this, with gratitude? Yes. I know that you're probably going to say you have lived a pretty blessed life. Yes, you can say that. I could say that on the surface. Oh, yes. But whether or not I'm truly embracing the mm. notion of gratitude, yeah. I've, I say Alhamdulillah all the time. Mm. Um, it's something that I ponder mm. all the time. Mm. It was so much a struggle that I remember sitting down with a good friend of mine, yeah. um, Ina, and um, she she mentioned to me, you know, like um, apart from apart from prayer, she said, like you know, do you do you, you want to do a, a particular exercise mm. before you go to sleep? And I'm like, what is this exercise? Are you talking about? And mm. she goes, she, and then she goes, um, so before you go to sleep. Perhaps as a pillow talk with your husband or even if, say, he's not back from work yet or whatever, but you sort of verbalize loudly um, what do you like about today? Mm. It could be something small yeah. or something huge. It doesn't have to be like, ah, oh, today I won an award. Yeah, you don't have to set the rules. Yeah. Just whatever that yeah. you can think of that is a blessing today. So, um Truth be told, um, I, 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 I tried that for about about maybe two weeks, three weeks maybe. Then it, the, the habit eventually sort of um, phased out, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, you know, like initially I thought it was, uh, it, it was helpful um, because um, I, I started to actually look back at what I went through for the day. Mm. So, for example, I remembered this one particular day um, and then I was saying to, to my husband, Yusri, what did I like about today? Mm. And then um, I said, I really like the way Leo, my son, looked at me and said, tada. <laughs> Something very simple. It's simple, small. Mm-hmm. But I, I liked it so much because... Uh, my son has um, he he has always sort of been um, uh, a little bit more quiet in nature before the milestone of popet lah orang, you know. <laughs> so I I to to hear him say something and and look at me with his very 
uh, what's the word? Is it doughy? Like like yeah, where, where yeah. the eyes are so like oh yeah. so innocent looking. So so that made my heart mm. so warm. She's more expressive. Yeah, mm. now. Mm. So it was just something simple. But then the thing is, I I felt that to really get yourself to do it every day as a habit, mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, at the end of the night, right before you go to sleep, um, it was helpful in the beginning in the sense that. Uh, before tidur tu rasa lah lapang tu lah kan mm-hmm. tapi I think I was a tad bit too ambitious mm. to to thinking that this is something that I can do every night yeah you know but it does help right because I'm I always tell people that you know muhasaba to reflect mm. every day is a very good exercise to do mm. because let's let's be honest I mean we we run through the day there's yes. always a routine from the moment we leave our house and we run our errands and we right. go to work and we pick up our children we fetch them we send them like all of those things and by the end of the day we come back we don't even think we're just flat on our beds and then we're out and we don't or we we're f- like on autopilot yeah, like autopilot. we're just you know like we're sort of hmm. just doing what is 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 to be done exactly you know what i mean to and, truly and th- internalize correct and to me you're not going to experience true gratitude if you don't reflect on a regular basis one mm. the other thing is you're not going to learn much from your day because to me every day there is something for you to learn mm. something some there could have been a bad thing that happened and you could ask learn yourself from it. yeah you ask yourself before you go to sleep like what can i learn from this episode mm. right how can i respond better if mm. this were to happen again mm. next time mm. you know so reflections are indeed something that i advocate a lot you know in my talks i always tell them mm. you know guys please muhasaba don't don't underestimate the power of it because mm. a lot of our prophets and messengers peace be upon them they all used to spend a lot of time alone to contemplate and think about life Think about purpose, think, reflecting on their day, reflecting about the community and things like that. Mm. So it's actually it makes you wiser, I feel, mm. and and more grounded ish, yes. right? Yes, indeed. that that is something for me to truly reflect on. I think because like um, uh, I've been really poor when it comes to sort of um, after prayers to doa, mm. you know, to doa after your prayers too. Um, I've taken for granted that that time was actually created by Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, mm. and I always feel that I don't have the luxury of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I commit to giving um, more um, initiative or rather more effort in in fulfilling things that uh, worldly mm-hmm. after prayers like when I'm okay, I've done the I've done the wajib, you know, yes. whatever. But doa itself after that, yep. sometimes I sort of like. Okay, maybe while I'm taking off the telekong, mm. I'm saying Astaghfirullahalazim. It's funny, right? Even if it's you know work, I mean? for a minute, when we don't. Even if we know we can read a dua in a minute or two minutes, but mm. most of the time we're just rushing off to the next thing. Mm. Some people, it's not even something important. They're mm. just gonna watch TV because the show has started. They pray during <laughs> during advertisement. <laughs> And then after the advertisement finish, for some men it's like they pray during half time. Right, and right. The moment it does start, ah, then they're like immediately back in front of the TV sets. But it get it gets weirder and weirder because now everything is like um, on demand, mm. so you can pause and play. But mm-hmm. still, people are rushing back because they need to finish the entire season one mm. in one night, things mm. like that. Mm. So I I spoke about this in my second book. I I know you got my first book, yes. The Art of Letting God. Yes. Uh, I have another book called Call Upon Him, which is entirely about du'a. Mm. But it's not really a book of comp- compilasi doa. It's not that okay. I compiled doas, but although there are some, it's more of encouraging people to look at doa as a platform for you to really communicate with God. 
right and and to to seize opportunities like that when you when you can have like a minute or two just take it take that moment and talk to him mm. because these are the things that give you the strength and the energy that you don't realize because I have to get that book yes please. I have to read that book because um I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll confess with you because I have to admit. Yes, today when is a day I'm of confessions. <laughs> so Lisa, go ahead. First confession. First confession. <laughs> um, I've been struggling in knowing what to do. Mm. Have you heard this before? Of course. I mean, like, okay. Uh, but why do you think everywhere. that is? But why do you think you think that way? I, I'm dumbfounded. I'll be honest with you. Like, like sometimes I feel like. Um. Okay, ada set set doa. It's everywhere in the books, in the internet. Um, uh, you know, people say okay, lepas habis mayang ada doa lepas mayang mm-hmm. and stuff like that, right? And I'm like, but I, but sometimes it becomes, it can become autopilot where 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 when you're just reading them through, yeah. when you're not truly communicating dengan Allah yes. Subhanahu Wa Taala. You're just like, reading a piece of paper. Or yeah, or, or, or just or reciting words. what you dah pernah pernah hafal. Correct. You words know? in Arabic that, that, that don't really mean much to you. Um, at that point of time. At that point of time. Yeah. And this is what I think we spoke about earlier before we started recording, like lip service uh-huh. only, and it doesn't have any effect on the heart. Yes. Correct. So that that's the bit where where I've been sort of like, but 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 then the thing is like while I'm, I I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'll even describe to you in detail, sure, sure. like, um. You know, as I'm taking off the telekong selepas selesai, and I'm like, Ya Allah, Ya Tuhanku, you know me more than I know myself. And mm-hmm. I'm so dumbfounded at the moment. And this is strangely, real conversation. <laughs> this is strangely the, the 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 way I'm communicating with him. Although kalau kalau ikutkan dia tak semestinya ikut tertipnya. Mm-hmm. Bila orang biasanya macam dia say like, okay, tertipnya, you know, you're sitting down after tahiyat akhir dengan bagi salam, and then your hands are up in a particular way. You know, it's not like that. I'm like in the midst of that. I'm like, that's that. The, the, why? The, the why scene is my you just described is a scene that has been played many times on Malaysian TV shows and movies, right? <laughs> Lepas mayang. But you should yeah. you should tell a writer to do it in your way. Sambil kita buka telekong berbual dengan Tuhan. Ada video dia. That would be really interesting. You know, ada video dia. I'm like, I, I, you know, I would say there's there's so many things, isn't it? But it's such in a jumble. Why? Mm. And then and then I said like. Why can I achieve some some form of clarity in knowing what to say to you, what to ask of you, or what to what to appreciate of you as well? Mm. Apart from just saying Alhamdulillah, although it is disarankan, although it is it is encouraged, like macam if yep. say you appreciate about uh, anything and everything, whatever, it's Alhamdulillah. Tapi yeah. itulah macam it's a struggle. So that's why when people say bersyukurlah, and mm. I'm like. Trust me, I'm trying. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm trying. Yeah, I I'm get trying. what you mean. Okay, yeah. so here's the thing. In the book also, I addressed mm. a very popular question people ask. It says, mm. do I need to read my du'as in Arabic? Mm. Because that's what I've been taught since young. These Mm-mm. are the, all the compilations in the books. Mm. And I say, you know what? The good news is that God understands all languages. Mm. Even if it's made up by you. Exactly. Yeah. Any, any dialect pun. Mm. But I also agree the point that you mentioned earlier that, you know, Allah, you know me best. You mm. know what's in my heart. You know my inner desires. You know my hopes, my aspirations. You also know my fears. Mm. 
Yeah. And so protect me from my fears. You know, help me get closer to my goals as long as it also brings me closer to you. So you see, I just formed all of this at the top of my head. Mm. And you can you can speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like this as well and He listens. Allah is as-sami. He is all listening. Mm. And Allah... In the Quran, it says, "In Allah, alimum bidatu surur." Allah knows what lies underneath our chests. Mm. So, what does this mean? It means that even if we don't say, Allah knows. But here's the line that I put in the book. I said, "But you know what? When you say it, when you verbalize it, it is a symbol of faith. Mm. Because if you keep in your heart, macam yeah lah, Allah tahu. But when you verbalize it, you know that I'm. This is my effort Mm-mm. putting in. Mm-mm. I know that Allah listens, and it's I want giving it that extra edge. Correct." And so mm. Allah says, "Yes, my servant believes and has faith in me, and has faith in the in the, in the blessings that I can bring forth mm. to him or her. Mm-hmm. And therefore, now they are doing it; they're performing the act, mm. because du'a is an ibadah. Mm-hmm. And so, when you do it, um, you know, um, you get rewarded as well. Mm. And there's another chapter in my book. I'm just revealing you some chapters so that you will definitely get my book. <laughs> <laughs> I say, begin with I want your book. begin with gratitude." Because mm. when when you talk about there's no ada adab kan macam doa kan yeah, so one, one of the third tip is actually yeah. to begin with alhamdulillahirobbilalamin and then salawat dari Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam salawatullahi so always begin with gratitude and did Islam not teach us that when we are grateful to Him He will bless us with more la inshaqartum la azidanakum this is in the Quran so if you are grateful to Allah first then He will mm. bless you with more so always begin with gratitude. So this falls very nicely with our earlier conversation about gratitude. So you have to start everything with gratitude and then you mm. make dua. Mm. The funny thing is a lot of us, we're complaining, things are not going our way. Right. You know, uh, my dreams are not happening. So you're complaining and then making dua. You should be, be grateful and then make dua. And mm. that's where it could happen a lot quicker, a lot faster and or in a better way. As a new mom or as a seasoned mom, preparing for motherhood is such a beautiful thing. However, sometimes when it comes to planning for your child's financial needs, it can be pretty stressful. The thing is, it may not be a stressful situation if you plan and take action early. At MFA Group, they offer a wide suite of bundle plans catered to your needs and your child's needs, from a savings plans for your child's education to personal accident plans that cover illnesses such as dengue fever, hand, foot and mouth disease, and any injury that kids are prone to, and even protection for expecting moms. So, to make sure that you and your family are better protected, don't wait any further. Schedule a free session with the MFA Group team at www. www.mfag.sg/home or visit the social media platforms at mfagsg. Right, so dive, uh, so sort of direct the um, the attention to to instead of seeing what's off about your life mm-hmm. with the, or, or rather the the elements uh, or, or whatever it is that surrounds you, divert that into looking at what is with us. Uh, Yeah, um, directed to to looking at the things we that already have. We already have mm. that we can appreciate because, yeah, if you if you yeah, is is that changing that perspective to yeah. to that? So the change mm. in habit is very simple. Mm. Instead of complaining about what you don't have yet, start being thankful for what you already have, and then everything changes. It's not just in the power of the du'a, but your whole worldview. Your the way you look at things changes. Now you're looking for what am I blessed with? 
Like just now, every little thing that your child does is something, wow, I'm so amazed that my child can now do this, can now do that. Right. And I'm so grateful that I have this, I have that. So uh, what some of the things that I got my students to realize is much like, every day they come back to work and they feel like, oh man, this, my life isn't going my way. But mm. I told them, the fact that you went to work and you came back home safely is already something big to be grateful for because there are families still waiting for their father to enter back home, their husbands, but they're not ever going to come back home because they got into an accident and, and that's it. Mm. You know what I mean? So something like that, we don't even realize. We take for granted the small blessings. We think it's supposed to happen. I'm supposed to wake up with a roof over my head. Mm. I'm supposed to wake up and my spouse right. is still with me. Right, right. Like right. these are things that we overlook, but actually huge blessings. The operative word is absolutely overlooking. Like mm. like where 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 we kind of um lose sight of what we should be grateful for. And we usually equate that to things that are that are magnified mm. or or exactly the way we want it or mm. or maybe you know um what is deemed to be the perfect life on by the media. society on yeah media. on social media <laughs> um and and yeah it's uh this podcast is going to have moments of silence as well because <laughs> She's of having very deep thoughts yeah i'm having deep <laughs> thoughts and reflecting as well um like how you said that you know um is the little things right like the fact that I um, I arrived here safely, mm-hmm. for example. The fact that I managed to meet up with Ili again yeah. um, after such a long time. Oh, and that's it. it's the little things, isn't it? That would that would that 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 we can be grateful for. Yeah. And it it, it also gives birth in the heart, I think. Um, this uh, I, I used to call it juju. What's, what's juju? Juju is like vibe. Like so, so it's like oh, oh it's good juju. <laughs> <laughs> good vibe. Uh, I'm giving you good juju. Yeah. I'm you good vibe. Um, <laughs> I'm not a millennial, but I try to catch up. Hey, you are. You do you know that I'm a millennial? I'm borderline millennial. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. They say it's from '83 onwards. So I am. So you eh. are. Although oh, you although I I don't understand most of the things millennials do, and I disagree with a lot of them. Okay, like we're not Gen Z lah. Yeah, correct, correct. Okay, we're not Gen Z lah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we 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 try to pick up on on all these things. So mm. I I I I just I guess thank you for that. I guess no problem, Lisa. So I want to ask you. I mean, people know you for a lot. People have known you for a long time. I mean, you've Ish, been in the industry for a long time. Mm. Yes, um, you started very very early. Um, At the age of eleven. Wow, I was young. Yeah, getting all the exposure, all the attention, you know, being exposed to the reality of the industry growing up. Mm. How has that shaped you, your life, your perspective, your personality, your character? What would you say? I would start off by saying, syukur alhamdulillah that um, my late father amanahkan to my mother to always be with me. Mm. Um, of course, I started off as a minor. Mm. I was eleven. Um, how did it start? How did it all begin? Um, a cousin of mine from Singapore mm. uh, sort of casually said to me, um, uh, hey, why don't you start doing ads? He said. Uh, to which I asked, why? <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> 11-year-old girl going, huh? You know? 
Um, then he goes because you get to earn money. Mm. That to me at at uh, at the age of eleven was appealing to me. I thought, mm. wow, at the age of eleven, I get to earn money. Yeah. That's 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 amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And then I kind of thought that like, oh, that would mean that I get to earn money. And when I earn money, I can put it into the bank. And when I put it into the bank, I get to save the uh, save money. Mm. And one day I get to help mommy and daddy. Mm. So I'm like, oh. Yeah, sure. Why not? So it started off by going for um, castings, sending in, you know, like your, um, what do you call them? Alah, macam... Auditions. Yeah, your audition videos and stuff like that. And then the first ever job that I got was actually an acting gig. Hmm. Um, so you applied for advertising, then you got an acting gig. Mm-mm. Wow. Uh, I worked on, 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 a, on a telly entitled Gergasi. So I was. Can, can we still catch that somewhere? Oh no! No, I should. Yeah, I should try and look for it too. Like, yeah. like, um, and um, growing up, I remember pesan pesan from my mom saying to me that you know you are still a student. Everything that you do, with regards to this kind of stuff like adverts or acting, that's secondary. Mm-hmm. Education is always number one. Mm. She tells me. So she always made sure that like when it comes to scheduling, it would never clash with my classes and mm. stuff like that. I would do it, do it during the weekends and um, she said, find time to do your homework uh, and stuff like that and all that. Lah. Do you find your mom's advice very important? Very. Mm-hmm. Of course, I, I went through, um, I would say the... The naughty age as well, lah. Mm-hmm. You know, the gale, tanah dengan chaka, all that I went through, yeah. and and quite honestly, like now that I'm a mother myself, it fears me. <laughs> you know, what's gonna happen? Like, to like you know, it will bite me back. <laughs> you know, in the behind, obviously, like mm. like I'm, it it, it scares me. Um, so I remembered, like, um, you know, uh, after trying out all kinds of. Uh, Jobs like um, in relation to the entertainment and arts, mm. uh, adverts la, acting la, and all that, and then tried theater when theater I was in form four. Yes, yeah, yeah, I did theater. But even when you're older, you did some, right? Yes, yes, mm. yes. After graduation, um, when it came to the point after SPM, and I decided on doing my A levels, um, although at that point of time, my my parents could boleh la, boleh bayarkan, but I I told them, how about how about if I pay. Mm. Because you know I've been saving up money all these years, yeah. it kind of has this personal satisfaction, right? Mm-hmm. Like where where you paid for your own without t- you know like disturbing them and all that stuff. They're like, uh, no, because obviously to them they're thinking <laughs> it's no, you're our amana and yeah. we should be paying for your education. I was like, no, 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 just I mean for this, for this time, you know, buleta, you know. So did alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. And then. Um, to be honest with you, um, I still went on doing doing um, ads and acting and stuff while studying. Mm-hmm. My first choice of a degree after my A-levels was actually psychology. Wow. Because I was always so so interested in understanding... Human um, behavior, human, human thinking. Beha- absolutely. Mm. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been fascinated. Mm. In fact, I almost wanted to do a master's degree in psychology. Ah. But I never got around doing it because, as you said earlier... I mean, time, the time factor. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I know. I would love to. Uh, but so, so I remember... So you like, did uh, the degree? I was in the car oh. and talking to my late father at a point. Uh, okay. I said, uh, Daddy, I want to do psychology. Mm. And he was like, why do you want to do psychology? And he was like... And then I said, well, you know, you know, the same thing I said to you. And then he said to me, because my father is actually 
was actually the, a barrister at law. Mm. Um, so there were probably a lot of things that he was thinking, like, you know, like, I kind of want at least one of my kids to follow my footsteps. <laughs> Whilst at the same time, his advice was really wise. Mm. At that point of time, psychology in Malaysia, I mean, if you say if you, at a point of time, if you graduated with a psychology degree and try to find work here, it might have been quite difficult. Understand. Yeah. So he said that, you know, I'm a bit concerned about your job opportunities after. Mm. If you take law, however, it's a, a very... It's a very versatile degree. You could mm. land in any industry and, and still be able to survive. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, never thought of it that way. Struggled like crazy when I first started law. I mean, quite honestly, anybody who starts off with law would be like scratching their heads mm-hmm. because of the way the language is and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and the bulk of it as well. Do you eventually enjoy the process? Anyway? Actually, yeah. Mm. Because it, 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 it sort of molds you into... Um, the, the way you become analytical. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was this um, uh, analytical in comparison to before the degree, I yep. think. I think before, much I'm quite like, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, so, Alhamdulillah. Um, and also he, I think for him, it was like, as long as she does a law degree, takpe. <laughs> you know, can you imagine? He was like, I want you to be a barrister too. And I'm like, like well, I don't really feel like it. Um, Do you end up practicing? So the story is, to be honest with you, um, mm. that was the plan. The plan was for me to intern in his firm oh. um, and uh, eventually work together with him. Lah. Mm. But the year I, that I graduated was also the same year he fell sick. Mm. So, um, in a way, in a way, syukur alhamdulillah I didn't do the bar. Mm. Because to do the bar, one of the prerequisites was to actually do EU law, mm. which was not really my, yeah. my, my, my interest. Mm-hmm when I was doing my degree. So I told him, I said that um, during your time, uh, EU law wasn't a prerequisite, but now it is. Mm. And I do, I do, I'm not, to be honest with you, I'm not really that interested. I remember this Skype call with him. Mm. And I said, are you okay if I don't do the bar? Are mm. you okay if I come back? I mean, uh, sorry, if I go back. Mm. This was in the UK and Malaysia, lah, the Skype mm. call. And he was like, sure. So I'm like, okay, so that means he's quite happy that I, at least I did it. I mean, at least I'm doing a law degree at that yeah. point in time. So, um, if I done if if I went on to do the bar, mm-hmm. which means I would still be in the UK, mm-hmm. and I would have not been in Malaysia mm-hmm. when he passed on. Wow! So I'm, you know, uh, I think Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala understands how how um, attached I am to my father. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember the time when I came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he felt sick. We. Uh, it's it was cancer of the liver stage four. Mm. Um, quite honestly, when you say stage four, you don't really know where the source is, but then you know it's yeah. deduced that it was that. Um, and when I think back about the moment he passed on, because that was the very first time in my life that I saw somebody passing on, um, or rather going through that whole experience, and in my arms, and I'm thinking. Later on, like obviously, you know, you, it takes a while for you to digest all these things and it, it takes years for you to, you never get over it, obviously, especially mm. if you have a close relationship and you learn to deal with the, the, the passing. You learn yeah. to deal with the missing and all that, right? You learn to grieve. You learn, you, you learn, you learn to mourn. Yeah. What do you miss most about your dad? I think um, my father was, uh, he was amazing. Like, like he, was, he was so hungry for knowledge all the time. Yeah. Always with books. 
But he always advised us, no matter what, we don't know enough. Hmm. Humility. Oh. Hmm. Dia cakap, no matter what, we don't know enough. No matter what, we must always resign to the fact that we don't know enough. And you must always learn. Because the minute you think you know enough, you stop learning. And that's your downfall. Mm. Mm-hmm. To yang sayangnya, when you feel like macam, aku tahulah. Mm. You know, I know, you know, I mean, I've been, I've been in this industry for how long? Or mm. I've done this for how long? I've studied this for how long? How many degrees I have? Mm. Whatever, whatever. You may be equipped. But the minute you feel that you know enough, then you stop learning. They get till the last day of your life, till your last breath, you must resign to the fact that you do not know enough. Mm. And I love that, you yeah. know. Do you know that that's a Quranic principle? Really? Yeah, it is. I oh. mean, the, in Surah Yusuf, Allah says, وَفَوْقَ كُلِّ ذِي عِلْمٍ عَلِيمٍ And above every knowledgeable person is one more knowledgeable. Hmm. And that's so, that keeps you in proper perspective. Like, Mm-mm. no matter how smart you think you are, there's someone else that's smarter than you. Hmm. And the Quran tells you that. And even if you are declared the smartest person in the world, remember, Al-Alim is Allah. Meaning, hmm. He's the ultimate one the above. All-knowing the... Yeah. That's uh. good. I, I like, you know, sometimes when we want to keep memories of our loved ones, we just keep those one-liners, the advice that had a huge impact on us. Mm. And they'll they'll be with us, stay with us forever. Yeah. And he yeah. was funny too. <laughs> he was funny. And it, so so he was such you a... You don't often hear a lawyer who was funny, you know? Really? <laughs> oh gosh. He was he was a ball. Like every... I mean, I mean, it... it, it, it um it reflected on the day uh, of his pengembumian lah mm. you know seeing the amount of people that came all crying men women friends family all crying so sad that he left um because he made all of them smile yeah i guess mm. so my, like i think when 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 i witnessed all that i i appreciated it um but then i think it was a bit too difficult for me uh the point masa sebelum dia masuk ke liang lahat hmm. that 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 was the point where i think i i lost it a bit uh, maybe i was a bit too young um to understand i was 23 um i was a bit too too young to truly understand like what what has to be done ke apa ke but i i remember pushing everybody <laughs> uh, i pushed uh, everyone else and i hugged him again the final uh, goodbye hmm. was the last time yeah hmm. When I thought about, at that moment, there was a bit of um, after that too. There was a bit of salah juga lah, macam I pushed. You created a commotion, eh? <laughs> In a way lah, because sebab dia baru nak masuk, and I just without saying anything, I pushed everyone with all my might, and I mm. hugged him so tight, and I remembered feeling lost for some time. So, you know, uh, on the tenth year of his passing, after after he passed, I said to mom. Mom, usually people have tahlils, right? Like, was it 2009 or 2008? Or? Uh, um, he passed on in 2008. So, mm-hmm. uh, two years ago, it was his tenth year mm-hmm. of 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 passing, and then it was in October. Um, I said to mom, uh, I don't know how you feel about this, but then like, uh, doas can be done at any point of time, right? Mm-hmm. Any time, every time. Can we remember the day differently? And then she was like, "How?" And I said, "Never mind. Let me sort that out." So that day, I invited the relatives that were close to him, um, and I got my brother to compile 
sort of like a PowerPoint <laughs> PowerPoint presentation of all his pictures from the time that he was young, right up to the point um, of uh, at the point that he was at the hospital. Um, and we just sat down together and gathered and shared all the good times that we had with him. Must have been a very moving experience. Yeah, yeah, it was different. It was different rather, you know, like because usually there's this standard way of having the tahlil style. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as you know, Ken. And uh, I felt that this time around, like, could we do it this way? Like, where we just talk and laugh about all those good times because he had so many jokes <laughs> so many jokes and and we were like oh remember that one and remember this one and remember that one and then it was a good time for even all of us that are still here because when they were looking through the photos and they were like oh my gosh this was when we were at this mm. and oh this was and I was like, oh my god oh yeah at that time he was this and at mm. that time he was that and I thought that was that was a nice way to your mom appreciated yeah yeah yeah, she said. Yeah, she said thank you. I, w- I mean, of course, the waterworks lah yeah, for her. I, can I mean, imagine. yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, they were even like I remembered like uh, people trying to ask him, like, "Oh, tak nak kekawin lagi to my mom and all <laughs> that kind." Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Till now, like you know, I don't know what the future holds, but till now, she says, "No, my love has gone down six feet under." Mm, wow, yeah. awful. Yeah, okay. but yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> you made me a bit teary, so watery in my eyes. Okay, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, Thank but you. but but then but then the thing is like, um, you know, it's been it's been what when I was 2020. It's it's been 12 years. Mm-hmm. My father's birthday is in two days time. Mm-hmm. Um, usually at the, on the month of October and month of January would be the time where the Miss Unites are the longest, mm-hmm. and um, uh, he. Uh, quite honestly like at this stage like you know it's been 12 years can um, it's amazing how you can still learn from from people who have already passed on yeah. till now lah, you know uh, I guess that goes back to, it's, to it goes back to how you live your life it means he lived a full life you know he, he never held back he gave when he met people mm. he was a top professional I believe and despite all the responsibilities and his hectic schedule, he had a deep connection with his children, with you. Yes. And that's not easy to do. No. Coming from an be- equally busy person, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, how do I build that bond with my children? That's also a big concern. He mm. was all about family. Mm. Yeah. No matter what, he was, he was all about, no, we are sitting together at the table. No, we are going together in one car. Yeah. We are... You know, he's, he's, he's about... He was so family oriented. Uh, we correct. didn't appreciate it very much back then. V- back then, salah kan ikut lagi Like oh, you know, we could always go later. For example, yeah. you know, but he's like, no, we are going together. Mm. Punya lah, the penting kan sangat. You know, mm. we felt it a lot during raya, the mm. first raya. So it, it, in that sense, I, I macam uh, grateful. It, yeah, it, I, I think. Um, Although I miss him so much, mm-hmm. but his passing also taught me a lot mm. in in appreciating lah, the, the 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 notion of appreciating. True. Yeah. I mean, I've had much uh, like, um, you know, come to me and start. Mm. My son doesn't listen to me. My daughter has not been changing. She, mm. I want her to change. Is not my son has not been learning things like that. They've mm. not been doing the things that 
I want them to do. And I tell them, you know, just keep doing the right thing. Because mm. sometimes, and I tell them, I'm sorry to say this, but sometimes it is the day you die when they start to realize, they start to change, they start to appreciate a little bit more. Now it sounds like you're lecturing them. Later on, they're going to miss the, the voice yeah, uh, in their head. Yep. So, you know, I think my takeaway from that story is for me to live life to the fullest, um, to love the people around me, uh, to appreciate them, mm. and to never take people for granted. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Lisa. All right. <laughs> um, I mean, this is also, I mean, it's got to do with how we learn to surrender, how we learn to let God do what He knows best. Like, why did God not take him away 10 years later? Why, why then? Why, you know, why do certain things happen in our life, right? Um, how has your experience been in trying not to control everything, that every, where everything has to be done a certain way, and learn to trust God a little bit more. How's your experience like like that? Oh, a struggle. I, I mm. I'll be honest. It's a, it's a huge struggle where that is concerned. Like, um, I'll tie in uh, one more aspect or one more element into this. Like, um, life has been sort of fine and dandy for me until maybe say 2016, 2017. Uh, don't get me wrong nothing mm. to do with marriage or whatever mm-hmm. that has been alhamdulillah 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 ilo you know then then alhamdulillah you know like all is okay mm-hmm. but i got hit with a really 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 bad financial predicament mm-hmm. it was so bad but i did not at all share publicly publicly um until now yeah wow okay yeah i know you spoke about this briefly yeah. during our last uh, lunch meeting but yeah. okay so um, although it was not due to the actions of my own, um, it was sort of like I, I, I had to bear the if the the consequences of it lah, mm. so to speak, and um, but there was a lot of things that I was pissed off with myself, mm. uh, in relation to that, like and um, and I was also pregnant with uh, number two mm. at that point of time. So, um, I have been struggling with, you know, like when people talk about forgiveness, Mm -hmm. they usually connect it to... Other people hurting them? Other people hurting them. They always connect it to, I have been ostracized or Mm. I have been wronged Mm. or I have been whatever. In this particular scenario where I'm concerned, however... um, I'm. I was. I've been struggling with the fact that I've. Uh, I'm actually quite angry at myself for what happened to me then. Mm. Um, I felt that, like you know, yeah. Although, although I didn't do that. Uh, it was caused by someone else. It was caused by someone else. Was it because you trusted the person? Is that I, why you're blaming yourself? In a way, and I felt that because of that trust, I was also not careful with other things. Mm. Like, like I was rather spendthrift. I mm. was rather... Um, all because I felt that it was something that I had to do being in the industry. Mm. Um, I had to keep up with the Joneses. I had to appear a certain way. I had to dress up a certain way. I had to have certain things or whatever. And, and, and so I was... Um, you were mad at yourself. Yeah, very much. And 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 
that slowly has um, affected with the notion of um, surrendering. Mm. Uh, surrendering because like, um, if you're unable to forgive yourself, you're unable to truly surrender to the fact that not each and everything or each and every aspect of your life is under control of your own. Yep. You know? So... I think it kind of berganding bahula. It goes hand in hand, mm-hmm. the forgiveness and surrendering too. Um, so it 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 tends to eat you up True. inside. It tends to bottle up. How how have you dealt with this emotion and this guilt? Like, what have you tried to do to try to forgive yourself? <sighs> it's been three years or mm. more. Or are you still trying? Yeah, I'm still trying. And um, a lot of good things have come up from the trying. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling that you know, like if it weren't, if it weren't for that bad financial predicament that I had to go through during that time, I wouldn't have looked for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala the mm-hmm. way I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and suddenly it went. It, suddenly I was embarking, mm-hmm. embarking on on a particular journey. Um, suddenly, I I felt that I had to seek. Suddenly, I felt that I was being unfair as a as a servant mm-hmm. um, because um, I think you know you and I ever since we've been acquainted, you probably can gauge and know enough that oh my gosh, this girl she she's always questioning like like you know you she's always you know like. Asking and asking and asking because I'm my inquisitiveness is like that. I think that's your strength. It's really? a good thing. A yeah. strength. It's, oh. true. it's good. Hmm. I mean, you're not questioning to belittle, to de- to demean, to oh. mock. You're really okay. questioning because you, you, your mind is curious and you <laughs> yeah. want to know. Yeah. So the only thing is that just, I'm just preparing you. Your children are going to do that to you. Okay, so just <laughs> what is it? What is it? What is? Oh, the amount of dictionaries that I yeah. have. So um, can you share like your hijra story? Like how did that happen? Sure, sure. Because uh, it happened right after that, around yeah. there. Okay. Yeah, I would say so. Like like uh, year 2019. Uh, like like ever since then. Like you know, uh, as I'm embarking on a journey, I remember asking a lot of questions about religion. Suddenly, mm. like mm. like like, you kind of know the basics from school. But I needed to truly, I I suddenly felt this yearning of of wanting to fall in love with my religion, if that makes any sense. I wanted to, um, sort of like, I wanted to sort of uh, be able to understand the wisdom of of the stories behind that we've heard before in mm-hmm. the Quran or, or 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 the stories from our our Nabi dengan Rasul. Yep. I I wanted to understand the wisdom behind it and not just take it. Topically, I didn't want to just take it on the surface, yeah. and and it wasn't fair for me to just question and question and question and not seek, mm-hmm. you know. When, especially when a friend of mine just casually said, you know, don't you think it's amazing that we're known as the believers and not knowers? And that was sort of like a really huge slap in my face mm-hmm. because I felt like, gosh, like here I am asking, 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 tapi I tak seek. Mm. Be- then when she said believers and said faith, and then that really put me in a grounding position, like. Eh, kita ni dok kononnya macam lebih pandai pula nak dok tanya-tanya-tanya. Mm. Tapi it's okay to ask. Tapi seek, tanya mm. and seek, cari knowledge too. When it's it's there, but it's whether or not you actually take that in initiative to buka Quran tu, ataupun tanya pada mereka yang lebih berpengalaman berpengetahuan and all that stuff. So I'm like, whoa, okay, okay, okay. All this part of the journey, right? Mm. So um, 
uh, going back to the, the the hijrah story that you asked me, um, I remember um, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after after having finally settled uh, the financial predicament I had to go through and all that, and I felt like I want to challenge myself. I want to I want to try and katam the Quran um, in a month. Because oh. you know everybody seems to be doing it, oh. you know. But was it Ramadan? Or Ramadan, mm. it Ramadan. And so I'm like, okay, not try lah. You mm. know, how do I do that? And I said, like, okay, I'm seeking through the internet, and they're saying, oh, you could actually um, sort of like have a system. Mm. You know, you read like four pages after solat and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, all right, all right, that that that's that's a system rather mm. than you know sort of like it it gave me sort of like a schedule, right? So yep. I'm like, okay, okay, all right, cuba. Walaupun tak sempurna. I have a lot to learn when it comes to my maharaj, my tahajwit and all that to perfect them. Panjang pindik pun ke laut kadang But I I tried lah. I tried. Mm. And with the audio as well playing in the background just in case I'm wrong or whatever. You know what I mean? So, um, I managed to 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 katam in Shalom. 2018. Just, it, it just went, you know, in a breeze or whatever. But I, I did it from the phone though. Oh, from the phone. It's okay. okay? Which it, yeah, they say it's okay. But in 2019, I thought I'm going to give it a shot with the physical physical copy? book, mm. right? It felt different this time. Mm. It felt mm, it felt more warm more in the pers- heart, personal. Yeah, and then so for 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 months long, for years long, as I'm embarking on this journey, uh, one big question in my head was: Do you really want us to wear the hijab? Mm. It's 2020. Agama Islam is the agama uh, akhir zaman. Mm-hmm. It's also the most progressive religion. It's 2020. Are we really required in this day and age to wear it? Mm. Those were the kind of questions that I had in my head. So and then I was like, um, it was interesting how you know you have a bookmarker. On your Quran, and usually when you open it, it will open to the page of where it's marked, right? Yeah. And um, I remembered how the first ayat I saw when and I op- I opened it, not in accordance to the bookmark, was explaining about how men are to lower their gaze. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's interesting how that happened. And then it made me realize that. There's a humility in that. Mm-hmm. The wisdom behind that ayat is that we beat men or women, and if we see another person with a hijabka, without a hijabka, apaka, it is not for us to judge that person, yeah. to condemn that person. Uh, it is not for us to actually sort of like. Menghukum, but the best we could do is to doakan. If say that person is not wearing, for example, we we probably feel that like you know oh, but if for a man, for example, if he sees a lady who's not wearing the hijab and she seems attractive or whatever, lower your gaze. Even for a woman now, if you see another person not wearing a hijab or whatever. It is not for you to judge. You lower your you lower your gaze in a sense that you know you do akan yang terbaik untuk dia and all that stuff. But but it was interesting to see that ayat first mm. because because that was a question you were asking at that period, right? Yeah, mm. it was interesting also because 
it gave me a new understanding of the term hijab mm. because it's not just about the wearer of the hijab it is also about everything else mm-hmm. then i was like oh so hijab in in the clothing context mm. is not the only definition that we should see hijab in mm-hmm. it is also the way we see things kita ada hijab di mata is also the way we judge things in our heads when we see that person kita ada hijab dalam pemikiran kita mm. it's also when we utter things from our mouths kita ada hijab di mulut mm. and it's connected to the heart hijab di hati mm. and and also kind of blown away by wow. that you know what i mean because because people pol- police on other people but only on, on the clothing the, on context the physical, yeah. yeah only on the clothing context but actually hijab is with everybody and it's not just the clothing context yeah, it's in that multi-dimensional. sense yes mm. yes like for the better word multi-dimensional <laughs> yeah so i'm like, i'm like ah oh, okay but on the clothing context however do you really do you really want us to wear it i mean If you're speaking of this about how whether or not that person pakai kita doakan dan sebagainya tapi is it really truly what you want Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala this mm. was a question that i asked and asked and asked rezeki alhamdulillah my family dijemput mm. pergi ke tanah suci madinah was a beautiful experience oh, yeah. you so know? peaceful Tran- yeah. tranquility so how i would describe it yeah mm. peace and tra- uh, tranquility yes Oh, lovely. I remembered how my daughter, for the first time, seeing the jama'ah from our hotel room. Because we mm. arrived at right smack at the time it was Isha and, mm. and the jama'ah had already started. And I looked at uh, looked out at the window of Masjid Nabawi and mommy was like, eh, mommy, like, Yahaira was like, mommy, wow, it's a Semayang city. Semayang <laughs> city. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. That's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. And um, it was so cute how, like, when we ended up in Mekah, Um, apa tu? And we showed her the the Kaabah, and she was like, "Is that Allah's house?" <laughs> That's what my son said. We went to the mosque. Like, really? is this Allah's house? Yeah. And then they did the azan. Is that Allah? Allah's voice? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> my daughter says the same yeah, thing. Same. She goes like, "Macam oh um, when we hear uh the the Samayang." Oh, mm. uh, well, she doesn't know that it's yeah. called Adhan. But then she says, when we hear this, my young, is it Allah's voice? And <laughs> <laughs> cute. Gem, but these are, the voice, uh, these are the questions they will ask. Yeah, yeah. it's so cute. cute. Um, so what happened in Makkah? So in Makkah, um, it was the time that, because we had our kids, and uh, the, the system that we had was that uh, when we did our our solats, uh, kita ambil giliran. We mm. took turns. So, um, we meaning what? You and me, husband? Me, my husband, mm. my mom. So, it was my turn to stay in with the kids. And, um, um, so, masa Isha, after Isha, uh, you know, communicating with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in English, I said, you know, Ya Allah, Ya Tuhanku, you know me more than I know myself. I seek clarity from you, Ya Allah. I'm taklah arif mana, taklah mm. pandai mana. I've read it in the Quran. It's there that it states that we are to to wear the hijab. Just asking you that, you know, in, in light of Islam being a progressive religion, is it really truly what you want daripada kita kaum hawa? Is it really? I just, I want, I would like further clarification on on this and I just want an understanding of this. 
Hmm. You know, just sort of like, you hmm. know, conversing very casually macam tu. And then, and then I was like, suddenly in my mind, I thought, eh, actually, yeah. <laughs> like that. Hmm. Actually, yeah. I've <laughs> never done the tahajud. Hmm. Never. Never done the tahajud. How do I do the tahajud? And I took out my phone started and googling. I started Googling <laughs> and like, how to do the tahajud. And I was yeah. like, ah, oh, it's dua rakaat. Mm. Oh, you can do many times. Mm. Oh, there's a doa. Masa doa tahajud. Alamak panjang sangat pula. Tak pernah hafal. <laughs> hmm. But can or not, if I, you know, just doa what I think, what I feel at that point, I think can. Huh? Mm. Okay, 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 okay. But that is if I wake up, mm. I thought to myself. Because... I never wake up at 3 or 4 in the morning whatever. I always wake up, you know, like masa time subuh ke lah. Mm. Masa time subuh prayer. Kalau lah terbangun. Hmm. Mm. Tak apalah, try lah tidur. Hmm, tidur. So I slept. And I woke up at 3. Wow. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I woke up at 3. Mm. All right. Okay, 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 okay. You know, it was pretty amazing how excited I was at 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> And I remember going to the bathroom and I uh, took my eyes my young and all that. So I was like, okay, 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 all right. Okay, let's do this. And then I uh, prayed the tahajud, do'at, do'at what I wanted to ask lah. The yeah. clarification and all that. Tahajud ni, tahajud. Usually people say like, oh, benda-benda macam ni, do the istiqarah. But this was during that time. And then I was like, okay, but can do again kan? Okay, I did again. And then after this, the 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 second set, I told myself, hmm, kalau I just baring balik kat katil tu, maunya tertidur, terbabas nanti. Subuh. Nanti miss subuh. Mm. I better not sleep. Mm. I better not baring there. The chair was very much like this, by the way, the one <laughs> I'm sitting on right now. <laughs> you know? So I was like, um, I'll just sit here and wait for subuh. Mm. And, you know, before anything I knew, terlelap. Mm. I was like, I tell up mm. because I remembered sort of like I kind of yeah I remembered sort of like dozing off sitting down and then the call for subuh happened and then I was like eh terlelap pula mm. you know I was like oh lemak nasib baik terdengar subuh so the azan startled you and woke you up yes mm. but the minute I thought eh subuh and then I felt a very big feeling mm. It was so big that I could feel it in my extremities. So big that I even did question, what is this feeling? Mm. Because I I have anxiety. I go through anxiety episodes. And I knew this was an anxiety. This is... I feel love. Mm. I rasa macam hati I kena peluk. So big. It was so big. It was. It felt bigger than me. Mm. It felt bigger than me, but it was such a wonderful feeling when I woke up. And I was like, "Yo, what's this? What's this?" Mm. It was such an amazing feeling, and I remembered holding on to my chest like that. As strange as this may sound, it felt like. The message was pakai. Mm. Very simple, one word. Tapi pakai, pakai. Mm. I didn't hear it, but mm. it, that it was a feeling. It was yeah. that feeling pakai. And I was like, whoa. And then I I cried. Mm. I cried because 
I I don't know how to explain it tapi my heart felt macam kena peluk hmm. macam kena peluk like so like hugging and and to feel it at your extremities hmm. you know I'm like what is this like macam rasa sayang rasa love rasa peace hmm. ah such a beautiful feeling at that one and I knew yeah pakai I uh, yeah and then um uh apa tu because i had i was uh, i did i had to stay in to to do the subuh mom did the subuh dekat masjid mm-hmm. uh, she came back and i said mom i have to talk to you the first person i spoke to about was my mom mm. and i said that uh, oh mom i'll be wearing it when i come back mm. and she was like you sure <laughs> <laughs> you sure yeah yeah And um, to be honest with you, I didn't tell my husband. Mm. When you were there, you didn't tell him. No, because I I I think it was the right thing that I did it. Mm. Yeah, um, I came back and just wore it, and allowed for him to ask me. Mm. Yeah, so. Um, So when he asked me, because he caught seeing me during FaceTime, when he FaceTime with the kids, and then he was like, oh, I see. When we came back to KL, and then he came back, he said, I want to ask you, are you wearing it? Then I I said, inshallah, why? Then he said, is this a baru balik umrah thing? Mm. Like, you know, when people feel the vibe and stuff. Like Do you that. think it's a fair question? He asked. Yes, I think so too. Yeah, because yes. it happens. It happens. Mm. Then I said, "Well, that's not hope. It's that mm. you know." He, and then he said that, and then I said, uh, "He said, you know how nasty people are if you pack it first and then you take it off. You know, I don't want you to kind of catch up. Sorry." My answer to him was that the two orang lain. Mm. What about you? You're my husband. Mm. What about you? He just smiled. And that was when I felt... The interesting thing about my dynamic with with you three is that there are certain things that does not have to be said word per word. Wow. It's like sometimes we get... We mm. just get each other. Get you know, with the... Sometimes it's a nod. It's like... Mm. You guys are soulmates, man. <laughs> you know, I get you. Know, I get look. you. I get you. Just you know, nod. just, a, just yeah. A, yeah, a certain look or whatever and we have... Mm-hmm, you know, <laughs> and uh, when he smiled, then I, I was like, okay lah. Um, so yeah and um, I'll be honest with you coming back to KL of course ada cabaran-cabaran dia um, statements from people judgmental looks um, did you ever fear that you wouldn't get jobs anymore? was there a fear? it served like a pass by it was a touch and go kind of fear mm. um Because at that point of time, I felt very strongly, and it was sort of like being told to me by this by, by this force to be reckoned with. Mm. Um, when it comes to rezeki, because at the end of the day, rezeki is Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and I gave trust to that, lah. Mm. You know, if if it's destined to be that I'm no longer in the entertainment and arts industry, that means it was written f- to be so. Mm. Um, yeah, so so it, it was a f- it was sort of like a thought that came and went. Mm. 
um, it was more the other things that bothered me uh, in in uh, when I came back. You know how people were sort of like. Uh, why are you wearing? <laughs> you know, like I, I, I got DMs even. You know, people saying like, "What are you thinking? Why are you wearing?" Really? Yes. Wow. Um, uh, but I have to say, a lot smaller ratio compared to the ones that were happy, mm. the ones that were thankful and bushuko and saying that, "Great, Lisa, we're so happy for you and stuff." But you know, human beings are in such a way that you know the smaller ratio of a negativity affects us more. Sounds louder. They amplify. It. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. And um, I didn't like the feeling. It made me doubt myself. It made me. It made me rest that best. Mm. And truth be told, Ustaz, I was in the toilet when I was like, "Oh, I don't like this feeling. Wow, wow, wow! What do I do with this? Like, wow, what do I do with this feeling? I really don't like this feeling. I want to wear and remain wearing it." Taala. And then I opened my phone. And I open my Instagram because that's what we all do. And the first thing I see is that the Mufti wilayah persekutuan kita doa diteguhkan hati. The first thing that I see, and I was like, it, "You hear me even when I'm in the loo? <laughs> I'm like, wow! I mean, like that's mm. just he listens every single time, regardless, isn't it? Mm. And I'm like. I know the Rumi where I'm sorry I don't know the, 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 the Malay mm. where where it's basically saying um, apa tu Ya Allah Ya Tuhanku uh, kalau ada zat-zat yang membolak balikkan hatiku ini yeah, daripada mengikuti yes, yeah, daripada mm. mengikuti suruhanmu di, moga dibawa jauh-jauh kan mm. yeah. and I'm like <laughs> and I'm like Like, 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 my jaw dropped because I didn't like that feeling, mm. and I kept on reciting this. You know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry, Ustaz, but I tafa lagi this one, mm. and I kept on reciting it. But it's in my highlights, though. I, 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 I kept it, and I'm like, whoa, right? Like, <laughs> Allah heard you, and He sent the mufti to to send the message to you. <laughs> Yeah, and I was just sort of wow, that's bizarre, isn't it? So, itulah macam so far so good. Alhamdulillah. You know, like hopefully we get to see Ramadan again in April, and especially when it falls on my son's birthday, the first day, twenty fourth, twenty third, twenty third of April, and I'm like, oh my god, the first day of first is my son's birthday, and hopefully, inshallah, so is he gonna get a birthday cake? He would, he would, yes, he would still get a birthday cake. Pro child, he's 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 turning three, and you know, like my daughter gets a birthday cake every year, you know, it doesn't have to be a party, but you know, like as long as we get to. You know, have a birthday cake. Yep. You know, okay lah too. You know, he can't appreciate pulut yet, so tak pelah. You know, birthday cake pun jadilah. But yes, um, having said that, you know, this tension of mine on the clothing aspect I'm wearing, but internally, yes, I still go through um, struggles of of truly. Surrendering, yeah. truly appreciating the notion of forgiveness, mm. and yeah, I. You know what I like about you, and what I appreciate uh, in your sharing today is okay. that you are very okay with showing your vulnerable side, mm. and that is very powerful because there mm. are a lot of people who look at you and say, "Wow, 
Lisa has changed, she's so good, she's so consistent, there's istikama and everything. But for you to tell people that you go through the struggle on a daily basis, mm. on things that they struggle too, on being grateful, on trying to forgive people who have hurt them, forgiving themselves. In fact, now, the, the more trending question I get more, mm. it's actually that. It's not so much dulu lah. When I first started mm. 10 years ago, mm-hmm. a lot of questions was, he hurt me, broke up with this person, divorced, right. things like It was always about other people hurting them. But nowadays, I get a lot more people who struggle and say, the bigger challenge is how do I forgive myself? People mm. can't sleep at night thinking about this kind of stuff. Some people f- fall into anxiety and depression because they don't know how to forgive themselves. Right. So it's a real thing. Um, and of course, one of the solutions is to gradually move towards self-love and self-forgiveness, Now that, which was another thing. <laughs> self-love is one thing that I probably feel a bit like, okay, what is self-love yeah. you know what I mean so I mean first of all it begins with how you perceive God okay, those who struggle to forgive themselves I believe it's partly because they cannot imagine other people forgiving themselves if they were to do something like that to them or hmm. if they see someone doing that wrongdoing then they say hmm jahat tu orang tu like if, if you're so free with judging people when you do something wrong, you feel like I can never be forgiven because if someone else did it, I would never forgive them. You know what I mean? Uh. So they apply that rule on themselves. But here's the thing. I tell them that, do you know who you worship? You worship the most loving, the most forgiving, the most compassionate, the most benevolent, the most forgiving, the one who pardons, afwa, and who loves to pardon. This is who you're talking to and this is who you're dealing with. And if... You can't forgive yourself. It's weird. Why? Because Allah is more ready to forgive you than you are to forgive yourself. Now, how can you be standing in the way of your own self-forgiveness? Allah is like, come on, I want to forgive you. Come on, just forgive yourself. Move on already. Be easy on yourself. Right? And yet, we're, we're like, no, 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 wait. <laughs> no, I don't deserve this. Not yet. You know, I'm still... Str-. No, I mean, come on. Allah wants to show His love. And it's forgiveness on onto your life. Oh my God, that's, yeah, okay. So you need to open up the veils, remove everything and say, well, Allah, I accept. Mm. And then, you know, talking about, I, I want to link this very quickly back to you and, and your predicament of losing money back then again. Because I've experienced that too. Being in business, there were times when I got cheated, like mm. m- thousands and thousands of dollars. Mm-mm. Even in industries like Umrah industry, orang tipu duit orang and yeah. stuff like that. So I've, I've had those moments. Mm-hmm. And one, one thing I learned, Lisa, is this. You can lose money, but never lose peace in your heart. Because if you have peace in your heart, you can always make more money. I've seen people who have lost money and struggle to make it back because there's so much vengeance and hatred in their heart for the people who did those things to them. When you release everything, you say, Oh Allah, I surrender it to you. You know best why everything happens to me in my life and everything happens for me, not against me. And so I trust you and I surrender you. You know what happened when I start doing that? Wow, so many opportunities start coming my way. From sources when I least least expect. Mm. I never knew that I could come to Malaysia. I never knew that my book can do so well here. Bestsellers, 2019, both books. (laughs) Now in it, alhamdulillah. And there was a time when I thought that, wow, the world is so unfair. How could they take advantage of people wanting to do good? Mm. How can they take advantage of innocent people and their money? I, I, I started off that way, but the moment I started forgiving, and there were people telling me, Mizi, take action, Mizi, do this, Mizi, do that. But I was like, 
wait, let me find peace first. And true enough, the moment I found peace, everything else came a lot easier. It just flowed into my life. Mm. Yeah. It makes sense. Makes a lot of sense, mm. especially the especially the part where, especially the part when you said, um, "Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is the most forgiving." Even, even if to his servants who are angry at themselves yeah. or um, having it. Uh, having trouble to forgive themselves over over whatever it is that has happened to themselves mm. um that perhaps that has sort of been the uh the curb or or rather the the block mm. as to why I'm unable to truly um uh, feel that sense of peace and tranquility in the heart over what happened to 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 me like like although you know like You know, yeah, I mean, uh, on one tangent, it led me to want to learn about religion more. Perhaps I should grab on to to being grateful for the the great things that has been happening mm-hmm. thus far. Um, and and perhaps not revisit um, whatever whatever it is that has happened in the past. Uh, it has happened. Um, you can't turn back time. And I can't turn back time. And and it's about moving forward with the great things that has been happening to me. Mm. Um, Alhamdulillah, I have uh, a husband who loves me yeah. more than I love him. <laughs> I I Alhamdulillah, I have two beautiful children. Mm. Alhamdulillah, I have my mom staying with me, who has been ever such a great support system, still loving us, still mothering us. Yeah, I met her, beautiful lady. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Um, I have uh, Alhamdulillah income ada juga mm-hmm. bayangkan kalau tak ada income you know like maybe I would not be able to to help with paying for my kids education mm-hmm. you know because both my husband and I are joint breadwinners mm-hmm. um, you're, just, you're just listing down all the things you're grateful for right now. Yeah, yeah and 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 that's the thing like Wow. Sorry I made you cry earlier. Again. <laughs> <laughs> this has been such a wonderful episode. I think this is probably the longest episode we've ever done. But it is worth every minute and every second. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because like... Yeah. Um, thank you for opening up. Thank you for sharing. And I think I have to really thank you too. Because like... Um... we i think the, uh, we we hope i think uh, i and i hope as well like for for others out there who are listening as well i i think regardless of whatever it is that that they may be going through you know like um i guess you know whatever struggles they're going through it may seem big but allah is bigger yeah you know what i mean like like you know putting it in a layman kind of style but yeah, yeah. Allah is bigger the biggest so that's why yeah thank you for that like really like mm-hmm. I I 
that was a really good session for me. It, nah, suddenly it feels like a session, right? It started <laughs> off as a conversation and then suddenly it felt like, whoa, it felt like a session. Like, And it, I feel really, really good right now. I am grateful for your presence. I'm grateful for your friendship. <laughs> yes, I'm grateful for same. you agreeing to my invites thus far. So far, Lisa belum reject any invitations. <laughs> and this is wonderful. Like mm. quite honestly, I can't wait to do a lot more collaborations with Shama. you in the future. I am you know, there's as well. yes, so many things that we wanna we wanna visit and mm-hmm. explore. Yeah. Um, especially with regards to how do we help our younger generation, yes. our children. Um, you know, uh, they are a future. They are future, and we have young children. So our concern is like, wow, well, kita ada self interest as well in this, right? Absolutely, mm. absolutely. So, so I, I hope that whoever it is who is listening to this episode do watch this space. Um, um, you know, because we we're hoping to collaborate yes, a lot more. Inshallah. You know, for events then, even. Yep. Mm. Yep. Okay. okay. Thank so you. thank you so much, Lisa, <laughs> once again for being on this show, the Good Life Podcast. We are truly thankful and grateful for her. All of that you have shared with us Some things for the very first time Publicly That <laughs> yeah. means a lot to us And I pray and I wish The very best for you For your children For your family Same. Uh, May Allah continue to bless you With more of His love More Barakallah, of His forgiveness More of His peace And I pray that One day you'll be reunited In Jannah with your father Amin. Thank you Take care And Assalamualaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh Waalaikumsalam